Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to an episode of Two Utes. Tonight's guest is an interesting cat. Uh, pretty much, his conversations are with interesting people, and they mostly go everywhere. And I love it. Uh, we we reached out to each other uh, a couple weeks ago through a mutual douchebag, and ever since then, this uh, friendship has blossomed. And I've been wanting to have him on, and I finally have him. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to give a welcome to Robbie Robertson from Out the Blank Podcast. Is it possible to two youths? The, the two what? Oh, what was that word? Uh, what word? Two what? What? Did you say youths? Yeah, two youths. What is a ute? Oh, excuse me, Your Honor. Two youths. What is happening, folks? Welcome to another episode of the Ramley Alcoholics Presents Two Youths. I'm usually accompanied by my heterosexual life mate, Escaleto, but this is an impromptu episode because I wanted to have this killer guest with me. Uh, he's one of the key reasons why I like doing podcasting. Uh, we re I recently did an episode with him and his show, and I loved it, and he kind of gives me that reason. He gives me the inspiration to want to keep doing what I do. So Ramble Army, Cult of Ramble, give a round of applause. For Robbie from Out of the Blank podcast. Hey, what's up, man? I liked it. I love that. Um, I loved having you on the episode too, man. It was awesome being able to talk about that Johnny Depp money. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, but thanks for coming, man. I know this was an impromptu. I wanted to have you on first, and I was so excited when you told me about Chuck. So I was like, I gotta have Chuck. I gotta have Chuck. And when I told my host, I'm like, shit, we forgot about Rob. Dude, I mean, come on! You can't, you can't just deny yourself of having Chuck Norris on the podcast. I, mean, I know, just right? Able to say that. I, I joke with Chuck because uh, his name, like you know, just tossing it out there, being like, "Yeah, I had Chuck Norris on my podcast." It's the same thing. Back in the day, there was a McDonald's commercial, but it would be like, "We have Ronald McDonald himself that supports our uh, McDonald's." And next thing you know, it's like a bunch of people named Ronald McDonald, like an old guy, then like mm -hmm. some dude from Wisconsin, and I'm like. Oh, that's some tricky stuff. Right exactly. That's some good trolling right there. <laughs> no, I literally had people say, did you really have Chuck Norris? And I'm like, did you not listen to the show? Like, are you just going by the headlines? Like, listen that's, to the episode. It's just the thing with Instagram. As soon as people just want to see a picture and they double tap it without reading into it. I'm like, all right, guys, come on. I'm like, I'm not clickbaiting you. It actually says his whole name and the link and everything like that. But no, look, I, I, I'm being honest. Like, I was like, I shot myself in the phone. I go, fuck, we should have had him first. And then we should have had Chuck. And I was super excited and everything like that. And I, but I was very sincere right now when I said, you're one of the reasons why I like doing the podcasting and especially the two youths, inviting people over, chatting with them. You're one of the reasons why I like doing it. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Um, I'm not a big guy on compliments. I really don't love getting a whole lot of compliments. I think uh, it's just fun just trying to connect with people again. I mean, random conversations, you never know where mm. they go, no specific topics and stuff. I mean, it's so easy to do, but like, it, it's just, ah, there's just a thing. People are like, you know, afraid to hop into a random mm -hmm. conversation with someone, but I'm like, dude, I'll talk to random people on the street. You know, I used to do the first like 90 episodes in my house where I would literally just meet somebody on the street and be like, hey, here's my address. If you want to come by and then and like they're trying to greet me at the front door with like their name and everything. I'm like, no, 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 let's learn it on the podcast. And I would just wow. run upstairs to my room. Well, I mean, the 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 title, well, the description of your episode pretty much says what it is right now: conversation with people that goes anywhere. And that gets lost in translation, surprisingly, it, a lot. It, really? 
I mean, yeah, I, when I you appro- when you approached me and you know, like, hey, would you like to be on my show? Right away, I clicked on your page, saw what this said. It said, okay, it goes everywhere. So you know, he can ramble. Clicked on your episode. I'm like, oh shit, just regular talk conversation, like what me and you are having right now. How, yeah, how is that lost? <laughs> well, see, people always go like, okay, what do you want a specific topic about? You got a list, and like, I've had people that I just I haven't had on only because they're like, I'm not gonna come on until you send me a perfect description. You send me exactly what questions you're gonna ask. I'm like, I don't know, man. I've I could I could be talking to you about you know space and time travel, or I could end up diving into why does a ladybug have spots? I have no clue. My brain just likes <laughs> to ramble off into you know. I, there you go. Mentioning the name of your podcast. There you go. You know, it's, it's fun to do that. It's fun to just sit and feel like you don't have to worry about, you know, um, trying to impress people. I always hate, like, if you meet somebody and, like, they're wearing, like, a, a let's say a Baltimore Ravens jersey or something. And then every time you talk to that person, it has to be about fucking sports because the one time mm-hmm. you talk to the person, it's, like, the only thing you guys could connect over. I was like – there's a million other things we could talk about. I bet you you have a secret passion for poetry. Let's go down into that road. True, that is true. I mean, then no, it actually you are. You're right. I mean, uh, I've had that come. I've had conversations with customers. You know, my my job entitles me to talk to customers, service their their facilities. And before, I used to have the mentality of like, oh, I see he's a a Dodger fan. Let me let me talk about Dodger stuff. And then doing this podcast, or you know, doing it for four years, I've gotten to the point where. I can have a regular conversation with them without having to find one little thing. And I, one of my favorite customers, uh, they make airplane parts. Guy is a, is a big, uh, is a big Marvel fan. I didn't even know about it. You would never think he's a comic book fan. And I would, it takes me 20 minutes to service the facility. I stay for almost an hour just talking to him. So it's 20 minutes and the rest of the 40 minutes, I'm just sitting in his desk and we're just shooting the shit. Yeah, it's all and I would have never, I would have never known that if I didn't stay and just kept talking. It was, and I, I kind of forget how it got to that point because before it'd be like, "Hey, how are the Dodgers?" And be like, "Oh, good, good." And then, I oh, he had the Thor, he had a a replica of Thor's hammer as a paperweight on his desk. Oh I never noticed God. it. I never yeah. noticed it. <laughs> that all right? There's a person I used to work at a hotel, and uh, yeah. this maintenance guy, his name's Ethan. I had him on uh, my podcast uh, way back when I was doing him in person. And um, he had a Thor hammer on his keychain thing. Oh. And that's immediately what sparked up a conversation. And eventually he's telling me like, yeah, I build Gundams, like modeled Gundams. He orders like with his paycheck, like a $400 Gundam model and just builds this thing that takes <clears throat> days basically. Like you've heard of Bionicles, the click. That's as yeah. far as I go into creative things because when it starts, you know, the little model cars or whatever, where you have to paint the thing. That's too much for me. I tried uh, doing the mystery machine one time. I <laughs> fucked it up. Never had happening again um but you know he was it, it was crazy to see that connection too but um you know with the airplane thing for instance i have i've had a few people that build airplanes on my podcast and i always have the biggest question for them which is how do i make my toilet like one of the toilets in the airplane that just suck it and it literally goes straight through like into hell or something like that's <laughs> insane you know what? i should have asked it well you know what no they they um they fixed with all the compressors everything pretty much they're they're the parts that make the, the plane go up I, uh, I i literally have to go in a room and ha- i have to clear it out before i go in because you bump into something wrong or anything like that um these guys are liable for manslaughter if anything goes wrong in that equipment that's how bad it is shit that's a that's a tough job imagine mm-hmm. if you had, what about that plane that went missing i wonder if the people who made that were like maybe some dude got lazy and forgot to add a part in there you go. 
Yeah, they have to like in all the part airplane parts, whatever's uh, salvageable, salvageable, they have their uh, signature on it or their ID number, where the where they made it at. So that person, if that was a faulty uh, parts or he didn't really put the right uh, amount of like air compressed, whatever it is, he's liable for that. If that was one of the reasons why that plane crashed. Imagine you're on a plane and it crashes on a deserted island. And it's all the fault of somebody that was too lazy to add something in or fix yeah. a problem that he knew was wrong. Like I get lazy when Netflix asks, are you still watching in my controllers all the way across the room? <laughs> so I'm just too lazy to get up. So I just sit and suffer. No, really? I'm like scavenging the couch. Like, Where the fuck is it? Where is it? <laughs> okay. So. All right. When you were a kid, did you ever come across like waking up in the middle of the night and then just regular cable was playing and it was like somebody selling like 50 songs on 50 CDs and it was like the worst infomercial thing ever, but you were too lazy to find the remote to change it? Yeah. And they would play like little samples of the songs. <laughs> That's what inspired me to get a knife maker on my podcast. Cause if I was <laughs> no. 13 years old, I, I was at my buddy's house and I couldn't find the remote. You know, it's a new house. It's like trying to work a shower in somebody's house. You don't know. It's like a spaceship. So I'm sitting like, I don't know where the remote is in his room. So I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm going to watch this. And it's some dude to go on and goes, we have 43 knobs. If you call right now for 22, and he starts going off and rambling and doing this thing. And he gives a number and it's like, call 555 knife now. And if you call right now, I will give you a hundred knives. You see this, knife? this is a big ass knife. And you know what this is for? Sometimes you get lost in a blizzard and sometimes you got to eat people. I'm like, holy what no, what he said hey, that those, those <laughs> commercials if you look up at any of those things they're just there's one called crazy eddies and he's like my prices are insane like joe rogan talked about them and like you just watch how they used to suck you in with so much stuff it's like i wish this stuff would come back rather than like the infomercials i see now i haven't seen information in a long time i think the last time i sat down you know and i think I'm trying to remember when you said, you know, when Netflix tells you like, Hey, are you still watching? And you were too lazy to get the remote. I was like that. Well, sort of, I, uh, I pinched my nerve when I was, I went up to Oregon for vacation and I pinched my nerve. So I had to be bedridden for like a whole week. So I was on my couch and the remote fell and it actually hit the time area where it's only infomercials. Oh and I had to sit there for almost three hours for infomercials. And I came close to almost buying a, uh, I think it was a like one of those like automatic like fryers without like air fryers. I almost came close to buying it. I'm like, man, this bitch sold me on this fucking fryer. I'm, I I don't want to get burned with oil. This is air fry that you literally just fry it with just air. This is possible. I used to. Um, <laughs> my buddy gave me the best advice in the world. He said, keep your bank card in your car or in your wallet and away from you, because. Um, I'll be on my phone at one o'clock in the morning and I'll be adding such random stuff to my cart where it's like, you don't need this, but at the time it seems like a good idea. So at 2 AM or 1 AM, it seems like you want to glow in the dark light for your toilet that changes colors, depending on whatever setting you want to put it on. Like mm -hmm. one of those led bulbs. I'm like, this is amazing idea. I could pee in the dark without flipping the light switch. <clears throat> and then he's giving me, he's like, just keep it in your car, dude. I came across that, added it all up into my cart that, and like, I mean, I was at $300 total or something into my cart on Amazon. Yeah. And I go, okay, check out. And then I go to check out and it's like, oh, grab your bank card or put your bank card in to be able to confirm the purchase. And I'm like, it's snowing outside right now. I'm bare. I'm basically in underwear sleeping. I'm like, I'm not going out to my car <laughs> to grab my bank card. And I'm like, you saved me, man. Cause the next day I was looking back at that. I was like, wow, did I really throw that in there? What was I 
thank you. You would have had like a buyer's remorse, basically. I think it was been buyer's remorse until it got to me. Then I would have been like, this is exactly why I wanted it. I can pee in the dark. I, I wasn't there an infomercial about like a, bu- a light bulb that literally syncs to your phone so where you can listen to music the the light just goes with the syncing of the music so my buddy has that and uh-huh. my buddy my buddy's all technology I honestly hate it I mean when I DM or when if I do anything like I always give like short messages or short things just because I hate just trying to communicate through it I try mm-hmm. to keep my phone away from me um if I'm, unless I'm posting something for the podcast or yeah. something but my buddy, his whole house is Alexa up and he bought me a Google home. I just haven't even opened it up out of the box. He bought me like three or four years ago. It's just because it's too much power. I walk into his house. Now his door talks to me when I roll up and he's always got a new upgrade. I get the laziness factor to it. I don't like getting up to turn off a light switch or turn on a light switch or something. He'll just be sitting there, Google lights on and the lights will pop oh, on. I'm fuck. like, He's like, Google white lights, Google red lights. And then like red light will pop up. I'm like, dude, he's got four computer screens mashed up side by side. I'm like, I, I get it. I have ADHD. It's, you know, I like to do multiple things at once and I like to multitask. I'll listen to a podcast, edit something or do something. Mm-hmm. And that's just too much, man. And eventually he had Alexa controlling his toilet. Like he can control the sink. It can control a bunch of stuff. It's gotten so insane. I'm like, I just want to go back to where, you know, I had to like shut a phone when i flipped it to oh, be the flip to phones, yeah yeah like that was so much power to me compared to just seeing the end button on my iphone see i was thinking right now when he said alexa turn on the toilet i'd be like alexa wipe my ass clean please if she can do that i'll buy she, it i would too like if someone can actually wipe my ass without me having to do it and like spotless i mean we good and i don't have to have my wife yell at me because it might be a slight little stain on the fucking on the on the boxers i'm fine with that alexa so would you prefer to have a lot of money and have at, at but you would be older like maybe well, like in your 60s when you say money do you mean johnny depp money or like yes okay okay just want to clarify like, clarify multiple multiple house money you just okay. got to make some more pirates of the caribbean we'll get there <laughs> all right but um you gotta be you're gonna be 60s 70s you're gonna be really old and it's gonna be hard for you to do a lot of things but you're gonna have a hot ass wife and she basically does a lot of stuff for you so she has to wipe your ass for you would you rather have that no no or would you rather be young and then date an older person and have all that same money? I'd rather date the older person. I can't, I can't, and, um, I have, I know I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'd rather, I'd rather be the young person wiping the old woman's ass and then live off that shit. I'm just, you know, it's like that. I saw a movie called the Latin lover and the whole premise is basically a guy that you see in the movie. Like he just, all he does is bang these older women, but he's aging himself out. So it's kind of like, I'm like, if older women are into some like that type of like guy, I'm like, can I, I could easily get laid that way then. I mean, I I thought about it like, okay. So I was, my idea was if I, by the time, if I didn't do anything, by the time I was 26, I was going to join the porn industry based (laughs) on a doctor that tried to get me into porn when I was like 19 years old. Shit. Wait, did you say doctor? A doctor? Yes. Okay. Okay. You're going to, we're going to go back to that, but continue with the story. But I was like, if I don't get anything by the time 26 join porn, but I was thinking like, how easy would it be just to find like an old lady that just wants a young stallion or you want somebody young and just be able to like, Hey, you bang your once a month. Next thing you know, you're getting paid. You got, you can run around in a McLaren. I'm like, yeah. I'm not a big guy when it comes to objects, but like it just someone to take care of me. Like just not a companion. Have Sushi a companion. every night. Are you kidding me? No, the funny thing is every time I went to Vegas when I was single, my objective was hopefully I run into a cougar who's just looking for a companion and would just fucking, you know, take care of me. And all I got to do is take her out of sushi and, you know, rubber feet once in a while, watch, you know, murder. She wrote, I don't give a fuck. 
how many times did you have you been to Vegas? Uh, when that well, when I was in my early twenties, I probably went in one year. I think I went twenty times. Okay, I've only been a few times, but every time I go, I have, I think I have a different mindset than you. I literally go just to find those porno cards that people hand out on the street that look like Yu-Gi-Oh cards I remember when I was like 14 years old me and Mike like they wouldn't hand them to you if you were underage but I walked by some guy and he had them like handed out I just grabbed him and he couldn't like take them back from me and I remember my grandmom slapped them out of my hands so you just see me walking across the street with my foot on one of the cars just dragging oh, it trying to trying to wait till she looks away she's like just pick it up just pick it up I ended up getting caught in airport security with those cards in my backpack no did they take it away did they confiscate what happened was my cousin's a diabetic so he gave they gave me his backpack with like his goldfish crackers which was nice i like to enjoy those um mm -hmm. but then he also gave me like his his diabetic needles were in there and as i went through the thing the sensor goes off when they're scanning the luggage and then the person pulls me aside and starts going through my bag now they pull out the needles first and they're like what is this and i'm like my cousin's a diabetic well why isn't he carrying his bag i don't know it's 3 a.m., we're about to take a flight to freaking Arizona. I have no clue, man. And then he just goes, okay, um, puts that aside, takes up the goldfish crackers, and then out of the side pocket, I'm like, don't fucking look in there. Don't look in there. <laughs> and I, he's probably looking at me like, well, this kid's, what, he got drugs in here? And I'm like, no, don't look in there. He starts pulling out all these cards of all these naked chicks, and my grandmom's just staring at me like, no. Oh, my God, Rob. Would you like, no, Robbie, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to throw them out. I mean, uh, once we got back home, obviously, as I wasn't going to the, put them in a collector's box. As soon as the cards started sticking together, I was going to throw them out, Grandma. I promise I was. <laughs> as, as soon. Dude, we were playing Yu-Gi-Oh with them. Like, yeah, big blonde <laughs> chick. Big blonde chick, 2,000 attack points. And uh, my cousin's mom threw them in the, a little, like half of them in a fire. Uh, we had a little fireplace in our hotel room. She just tossed them right in there. We're all screaming like, no. Oh, no, no. Uh, my my cousin's husband went to vegas with a couple of his friends and one of the friends decided like let's call one of these chicks so they you know they got one of the cards to call her like like all right cool are we gonna get the one that's actually in the picture then the guy was like yeah 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 my friend no problem you'll get the girl that's on the fucking thing first of all like he realizes now how the fuck did he know what i had what card that i had i just called the number so an hour later you know uh you know to be more scriptive it was supposed to be a blonde girl with big knockers Okay. Who ended up showing up was almost a woman five, uh, no, four or five, almost like literally barely close to five foot, five feet, uh, small boobs and a brunette. The complete this opposite. Wasn't, this isn't what I ordered. And they were like, whoa, whoa, uh, well, I mean, come in. And then she was like, all right, cool. So what, what's the thing? And we're like, oh, so we want to show how many of you guys are in here. And then there was like six. All right, cool. That's $2,000 for 30 minutes. So you're going to charge us $2,000 for 30 minutes. She goes, yeah. Well, can we at least, you know, get a discount or something? Because we only got this much. She goes, no, you don't. If you guys don't pay me, I'm going to have my guy downstairs come over here and collect the money. And you don't want that. And they were like, yeah, we don't have the money. So you just made, you just wasted my time. She goes, yeah. Okay. You guys need to give me 500 bucks then. How did you, what did you do? Well, I wasn't there. So I asked them, what the hell did you do? We're like, well, we didn't know if there was a guy downstairs or not, so we all rounded up what we could. We had three fifty on us, and we got like, here's three fifty. She goes, "All right, cool." And then the guy, my my uh, my cousin's husband, was like, "Wait, wait, for three fifty, at least show us a boob." Yeah, so, right. So she lifts up her boob, and it was all pierced up, and it was said it was like the nastiest fucking boob. She had like stretch marks all over. It looked like a fucking cool, like a fucking uh, wildcat ran right through them. 
I can relate this to like ordering a pizza. It's like, do you want the 30 minutes or less service or do you want the oregano on the crust? And then the next thing you know, you're paying $350 for a boob. They lift it up. It's like opening up a pizza. It's like, yes, this is what I bought. This is what I paid for. It's not worth that. Much. So he said that was the first and last time he would call a woman from those cards. So anybody who's listening, don't, I mean, collect them. You can Yu-Gi-Oh the cards, but don't call because you're not going to get the same girl that's on the card. It's like, come on. I didn't know there was a number to call. I just considered those attack points. Four four three six two two. Okay, that's their attack and defense. Let's see. What's their special effect? Oh, okay. Apparently it's not the girl in the card. There, yes, exactly. So going back, so going to your thing. So you got a four hundred and eighty episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four hundred and eighty. I'm I'm barely Tonight, I'm recording. I'm barely going to do 132 episodes. I mean, you've got a lot of, a lot of content. Like, I mean, where, where did it all start for you? Like, I mean, I know you said you like having random conversations, but what was your key motivation to start a podcast? Um, that's, that's a crazy uh, story, I would say. Um, I, after, all right, so kind of have to take you back a little bit before and then take you to when it actually started happening. Mm. My, um, I went to school with this kid my junior and senior year. We sat at lunch together. So only about a 25-minute time span, I would talk to him. You know, His name was uh, Brooks Holloway. I ended up having him on my podcast. Very good guy. Um, baseball star, You know, going to college, everything set out for him. And then after five years of like, we barely even talked just at lunch. Five years um, out of school, I get a call uh, in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, which is usually time I'm getting home from like a workout or something. I'm an insomniac. So I just go whenever I feel like going. Yeah. And, um, I'm like laying in bed. I got to get up in four hours for work. I get a call from like this, this number is Brooks saved, saved in my phone from a long time ago. And I answer, I'm like, hello. And he's drunk on his roof and he's talking about jumping and he's oh, like shit. really, really depressed and nobody picked up but me. And he was like, I knew, you were a true friend. Whenever you asked me how my day was, you actually meant it. And I was like, yeah, why the fuck would I ask you how your day is if I don't mean it? Like, I don't want to sit there and listen to the whole thing if I don't actually want to, you know, know. Yeah. And um, he was like, I just always knew you to be a true person. And at this time, I was already feeling like I had been out of school. I'd been went going to college. It just seemed like my life was a routine, working out, work, home, sleep, work out, home, sleep. It's just constant same thing over and over again. I was like, dude, I'm feeling the same thing you're feeling right now. And for two and a half hours, we talked and then uh, enough to a point where it seemed like he was okay. And he got down and he was like, this is what's needed. It's just conversation. So then I was like, why aren't we doing this more as people? And that's when the initial thing started compared to my first episode where it's just me and my buddy, uh, you know, we're talking about different places to poop. He worked HVAC, so <laughs> oh, he shit. poops in people's houses all the time and talks about getting caught. And then me, I worked at a hotel, so I made it a rule. We have 11 floors at the hotel, and like I think it's like 160-something rooms. I pooped in every single toilet throughout the whole time I worked there, so I made it a mission. Like, you be downstairs eating. I have to go to room 1004. Someone's in there. Get them out. Get them out. Like, that whole thing. But um, – <laughs> Having him eventually on my podcast to talk about that night and everything too was a major eye opener. I mean, I did the first 90 in person and then um, eventually we learned about Zoom and it opened me up to a whole wide variety of the world, which is good and bad. Um, bad is you 
are getting a lot of information from a lot of people's lives um, and, you know, thoughts, different things. It kind of ages you beyond your years. Mm -hmm. But I mean, positivity knowledge wise, I mean, I consider people books, their knowledge, their information sources. It's so much fun to have a conversation and learn through someone else's eyes, their experiences. Not bad. Wow. Oh, deep. That's a deep origin story right there. How I write poetry. (laughs) You look like a very poetic guy. Thank you. And now, hair. That's what it is. It is. That's I'm, I, you, I told you inspired me. That's what I'm trying to grow the facial hair. You inspire hair. me. I just keep this so I don't get carded anywhere. Everybody's like, what are you, 12? I'm like, no, I'm actually 22. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm pretty positive. I'm only letting this grow because I have to wear the face mask because of my, well, because we're out everywhere. So my boss doesn't even know about this. If not, I had to shave it off. But So I completely keep the face mask on the whole time. How do you feel about the face mask? Um, I mean... You, you read the news, you need it, you don't need it. Or not that not, you don't need it. This this mask doesn't help. That mask helps. I mean, I think it's more of a mental crutch for everybody. Like, if you see a mask, okay, cool, it's calm. I'm, I'm in a safe environment. And, like, uh, on a couple episodes I was talking about, I had gone out to a bar. I've gone out to a, a Korean restaurant. And, you know, wearing the mask, you feel more comfortable. It's almost like I said, it's a comfort, almost like a crutch. You know you're in a safe place because the person six feet away from you is wearing a mask. Or the person uh, across the table is wearing a mask, too. You know, you feel comfortable wearing it. It's sunglasses sunglasses confidence. It's like if you ever seen the movie Big Daddy with Alex Sandler with the kids on sunglasses. Mm -hmm. It's almost like that. Um, Even though I've come to the realization, especially right now, when you look at all the numbers coming out, I mean, everyone's about to get it sooner or later. I'm, I've come to the realization, I'm going to get it. Whether I'm here at home podcasting with you or anybody else, or whether I go to the supermarket, I'm, I'm bound to get it. It's almost like the flu. It's inevitable you're going to get it. It's just... I've, t- I've talked to a few people that, um, you know, that have it, um, that are going through it. I just think the media played it up in a major way to kind of scare a little bit. And I've talked against theorists and people history talking about it's just the way the government control their control i do believe that i like to go down conspiracy routes mostly because i used to do a spinoff of my original podcast because i thought i was just getting you know it just what i wanted something else to do as well so i did one called fill in the blank where i would focus on specific topics like certain things and my buddy um i asked him i was like hey what are you interested in? He's just like 19th century Victorian surgery. I'm like, fucking a, that's a, that's a, that's an apple out of a bunch. You just picked yeah. there. Like you just picked, you had a specific thing in mind. He's like, that's what I like. So I studied all about it, learned a lot of um, Robert Liston, all these things that are involved over our medical industry. And it tossed me down rabbit holes where I just started asking friends, what are you interested in? I'm interested in conspiracy theories. Next thing you know, you're going down even more rabbit holes, learning about MK ultra JFK assassination and all these other types of things. But I think that might be another podcast. <laughs> no definitely <laughs> another podcast i would love to conversate you about that so you know we talked about the origin of how your podcast the name how did you just said you had the spinoff would have been fill in the blank how where's the origin of out of the blank podcast like mostly every time i have a conversation with someone everyone just looks at me like where the fuck did that come from and i'm just like that's why i always tell people you can't really call me a good person can't really call me a bad person it's mm-hmm. more on the lines of like i'm just robbie you know you gotta take me how i kind of come and um, it's every time someone's like, you just pulled that out of nothing. I'm like, I just started thinking about it, like out of the blank kind of, right? Like out of just nothing. Mm-hmm. I always consider it like the static on your television when it's trying to find, some people call it snow. Um, you know, if you grew up like me, kind of wondering why the cable bill wasn't paid and you're just like, okay, well, it's static on this TV. Well, uh, 
yeah, just that it, I want that kind of feeling. I kind of mm. wanted to go anywhere. I had some person that came on the podcast and thought it was a gun enthusiasm podcast where you <laughs> talk about starter pistols or something. I'm like, whoa, that's the first time I've ever heard that one before. It has there has there been any guests? And I mean, you don't have to drop any names if you don't want to. But any guests have been more reluctant of like, well, I don't know if I want to talk about that. Or when, you know, you got, again, it's out of the blank. It's random. Like you just said, it's conversations to go anywhere. Has any been like midway said, you know what? I don't know where this conversation is going to go. I'm just going to stop right here. There was one. Um, I had, it's a problem with working with like someone that just likes to get stoned all the time. <laughs> is that like, I mean, even when I'm high, I like to, I, I'll dive into more information or get deep or do something that like, you know, that sometimes I'm more comfortable with. It's just because I just start going, you start going deeper and deeper. Well, he came on, like, I think like when I was like at the, at the first hundred still, and he was just like, so baked out of his mind and started talking about a lot of his life problems and stuff. And I was just like, felt like a therapist a little bit, but I was like, can I ask how this happened? And he just starts going, I don't know if I want to, I think he starts going off into it. I'm like, all right, <laughs> like you get to hear me say in the podcast, I, if you don't mind me asking, can I ask how this happened? Mm -hmm. And then like, you could say no there, but he just kept on going into it. And then he messaged me later and was like, I don't appreciate how you did that to me. I was like, what? And then like, I felt bad. Like I was like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to feel like I'm, I, 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 you know, I was going to give it up after like the first hundred. I was like, oh, I'm done. Like I, I just, I never want anybody to feel bad about it. And then yeah. people were all messaging me like that guy's too stoned, man. Like he, <laughs> you didn't pressure him at all. And I was like, I thought so, but like, you never want to create something and then hear somebody like be upset with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you give out this vibe. It's kind of like easygoing. Like you can open up to somebody like, you know, you, you have that vibe. You don't have that bad intention. Like I want to squeeze every information I can out of you. No, you're not that your intense more like, Hey, let's sit down, you know, through zoom. And let's just chit chat like human beings. Let's learn from each other. What's your world experience? Maybe, like, you know, we were going to go through, the, you know, you said you were going to go through that rabbit hole of the JFK, MK Ultra. Shit, I love that stuff. You, 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 you peeled the layer right there that you found something that I'm also interested in. And we just conversate from there. So that's why I like the show. That's why I like the premise of your show. And again, 480 episodes. Shit. Where do you see this going? Like, is it, like what's your end goal? Like end game for this? I always talk about uh, people that want to turn into a career and I don't mean to be critical on a lot of people that want to turn it into a career, but mm. like for me, that's just not what it is. I would be awesome. Obviously like everybody would love to just be able to talk and get paid for it. Right. But yeah, I mean, of course my parents work radio and the whole reason I didn't join them and follow them in that was because I just wanted to do my own thing and make my own name for myself. But I don't know what I want to do, dude. I'm be hundred percent honest. I'm 22 and lost as shit. Every day is kind of like a, you know, a bit of a struggle, um, just kind of just figuring out what I'm trying to find in life. I think we're all trying to find our place, trying to find a peg. I mean, I think COVID really woke up a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, to what you want to do with your life. I mean, for me, honestly, I just love doing this. I love meeting new people, the connections I've made. I can honestly travel anywhere besides my own state. I have a sub named after me. I have all these other things just through people I've talked to. And they're like, thank you for at least just, you know, giving me a shot given because there's so many people out here, business owners, yeah. you know, like I, I introduced you to Caesar, for instance, mm -hmm. you know, people like that, that are doing something that have this are just trying to create something for people to love and enjoy. And we're just constantly focused on the main brands like Folgers coffee or something. I'm like, no, there's plenty of others that are out there trying to make a name for themselves, but it's so hard to break into that industry. I'm like, yeah. come on here. Let's talk about it.
and like I said, that's one of the main reasons why I like doing two youths is that is to give that platform to other people. Like I love having Chuck goes to the movies. I love having the slash boys. I love having a, uh, Dipsomans, all these people I've had on the show. I love giving that platform. You know, I'm I've been talking. I'm gonna, I'm trying to talk Caesar into coming on too. That's someone I'm gonna come up next. You know, just having that. I love giving the opportunity. I love learning from other people their experiences because, like nine out of ten times, you can probably relate to everything they're going through because you probably been through that or going through that right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, for instance, like a podcast <clears throat> that like kind of it changes your perspective. Sometimes you hear a story, someone divulges like, holy crap. And it's like, honestly, you just want to sit and listen. Like Caesar has a really good stuff too. Um, you know, I'll DM you some stuff too that, to ask him and stuff too that you'll probably get a lot of like good stuff. But, you know, he had a hard com- coming up too, involved in a lot of things. And he, what he's done with his company, what he's done with his sauce and if Caesar's listening right now, he knows create the sauce we made in the episode of the podcast. He's been talking about it. Doesn't taste right. Doesn't taste right. We uh, made a podcast, uh, and during his episode, we created a hot sauce. And oh shit! We, call, we called it Mad Motives, based on like what I was saying, the stuff that he went through and everything. Yeah. We just and uh, that's what's fun, dude. Sometimes you just get on here and get creative. I, you know, I've done it with Vinny from uh, uh, Steak and Subs. Uh, he named a sub after me, the one we created. It's just fun to see like. You know, people like just really appreciative and the connections I've made. I mean, there's people that message me every day. How you doing? You know, talking back and forth, seeing how their business is going. I'm like, we're all, we live in a pack mentality. Yeah. Like, we all want to be surrounded by people we like and groups we love and all this other type of stuff. It's just, I mean, 480 episodes, that whole thing. It's just like, I just post one a day, but like, it's, it's not easy. I mean, I send out multiple invites a day and you'll be surprised. Most of the people are like, you know, it's the common thing. Why do you want me? It's, they think it's an attack. They think it's all this thing. I'm like, I can't, I, I, I have to shorten down my explanation so much. It's really hard to hear my sincerity. But I mean, yeah. like, just, just check it out. People are like, what do you mean? Want me to check out your content? I'm like, no, man, it's just like, I don't know what else to explain my podcast because I don't, I don't, I, it's conversation. I don't know how to explain that term. That would be one of my questions. How hard is it to get a guest or is it easier now with the whole COVID? Because I found it easier now to get people on because guess what? They're home. Yeah. Surprisingly, it's, it's about the same. Uh, mostly I think a lot of, like a lot of people have a little bit more free time and more hours to spend, but like, it's the same thing. Every time I message someone, why, why? And it's always seeming like, it would be like, if I just bummed into you on the street, like, Hey, you want to come over and talk or you want to come over and do this? And you're like, why? Like, what are you, what are you trying to get out of it? Like, it's always, everybody's kind of weird about hopping onto social media and being recorded or something just because they're, they don't know what, uh, so much stuff out here is political. So much stuff out here is like opinions and one size. I'm like, dude. I am an open-minded person. If you, I've had priests on my podcast. I've had rabbis on my podcast. I've had conspiracy theorists, Mars believers, alien believers, everything, psychics, all these other types of people. And I'm like, I'm open because what the hell do we know? Like, honestly, like, is there aliens out there? The government just released, like, I think a month and a half ago that like the unidentified flying objects that all the pilots have been talking about. That's a real thing. So they told basically everybody that unidentified objects, these aliens are real and nobody paid attention to it because of COVID. Like, come on now. I love, you know, right? I love that shit. It just went through everybody like, Oh, whatever. Rona, Rona, everybody. Rona. I have to fix my mask. I have to adjust my mask. Oh my gosh. No, you're See, right. I can't, I can't go to the store. Toilet paper's running out. What, aliens? But the toilet paper's running out. That hits, that hits too close to home to me. I don't, don't bring up the toilet paper thing, dude. I got to right. talk. I got to talk with the stockbroker. 
um, like the two weeks before Corona hit. <laughs> Mm. And I said, I bet the safest stock to buy into is the toilet paper stock. It never goes up and it never goes down. Then COVID hit and the toilet paper stock went up and I freaking missed it. I was like, damn. Where's it at now? <laughs> like, probably, I mean, it's probably on the decline now. I think now everyone's like, wait a minute. It doesn't give you the shits. Why were we collecting this in the first place? I, you know what? When I first heard the toilet paper was running out, I go, it's not Ebola. You're not going to shit yourself to death. Like I get why you you would get toilet paper if it was Ebola. It wasn't that wasn't the symptoms of Ebola is like basically you're defecating yourself to death. I was at the point where they were gonna raise toilet paper prices at my Walmart. No, and I was like, if they raise it to what they're saying of like nine dollars for like a pack of four, let me tell you something: a pack of twelve socks is only like four sixty seven. Oh. It's much easier to grab a sock. And then, oh come on, that's how desperate you would have got. How many showers are you gonna take, man? Come on now. I would have, you know what I would have done? I would have, with my Johnny Depp money, I would have paid to install a bidet. I have been thinking about that, and it's $125 on Amazon to get one to install into your toilet. Like I said, you keep go. your bank card in your car. I'm, I've always had the dream, like, to me, if I, like, you know, I, I just purchased a home. It's going to be a year. My next home, if I ever purchase it, I want to have a, a, my master bedroom, but I want to install. And this is weird. You know, people are going to go, what the fuck? I hate having to take a shower and then after i take a shower i gotta take a shit i want to install a toilet inside the tub so in case i'm showering and i got the urge to go i can just walk two steps and then sit down and take a shit and then not have to wipe because the shower's right there and i can just bidet myself my cousin's like that he goes <laughs> it's the toilet thing i don't i'm not on agree with the toilet in the shower but i do agree or something yeah. for me to like you know the perspective changed for me when um, he, he told me, he goes, you don't keep your toothbrush in a cabinet. And I said, no, why? He goes, you're getting poop particles on your toothbrush. And I was like, how the hell is that? He goes, you're shitting and it's an open and it's spreading everywhere. I'm like, okay, now you got me thinking. It's got my whole mind twisted around on it too. But I don't know, man, because I, I don't really have that problem with needing to shit after a shower. Uh, I mostly usually am taking a shower because I had a nasty shit. I mean, I don't know if I remember, uh, if you remember me telling you about me watching End Avengers Endgame on my phone. Yes, I remember. In, in the bathroom for three hours and then trying to get up. And this goes back to what you're saying about the pinched nerve thing, dude. I fell asleep on my arm like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, a whole night on my arm. And I rarely sleep. Like 20 minutes for me is like 20 years, it feels like. Shit, so okay. I slept like seven hours hard. And I woke up and my arm, I slept on it like to my side. So I was mm -hmm. laying right on top of it the whole night. I woke up, my arm was no feeling for an hour. I thought I was going to call 911, dude. I was literally at the point of taking a knife and about to stab it. I was pinching myself. I could not move it. I was like, I just don't have a right arm anymore. I just, this is done. Shit. This is gone. I'm going to be the guy from 127 hours and have to <laughs> chop the shit off. Jesus. But you've also got to look at that would have been good content for an episode. How you lost your right arm. Hey, everybody. This is me <laughs> missing my, my arm. Where have that? Oh, I slept on it. Oh, well, most people lose it from like a tragic accident, like getting stuck in a rock for 127 hours. And you just slept on your arm like an idiot and woke up and it was dead. I was like, yep, that's yeah, what happened. Exactly. Have Man. you ever had a near-death experience? No, no. I, no, I'm not going to never had. No, I've no, heard of other people, but no, never. No, like sticking a fork in a toaster or no no never i've never i've thought about it but never okay just wondering just wondering no yeah no 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 you 
no, I never thinking about it right now. You're like asking me the question, and you would think right away to answer no, but I'm trying to rack my brain because maybe I've had and maybe I didn't think it was, but no, I've never had a near death experience. How about you? I'm assuming because you just said the fork in the toaster. I've had a few. I don't consider that a near death experience. I did stick a fork in a toaster. Um, I turned my toaster to the side and I tried to grab my toast with a fork, and my toaster did blow up when I was little. Um, I mean, the electrical soccer thing, I don't even consider that. Uh, freaking you remember back in the day they used to actually shock you like i used to i remember uh the power went out and i had to reset it and i used to get shocked as a kid that just doesn't happen anymore i feel like that's a good leveler for kids yeah no my my mom told me one time that i was dumb enough that i stuck my tongue inside an outlet you could die from that and i got shocked and then i started laughing she said wow you're does that count does that that count there you go had one tattoo that on your chest but um <laughs> i've had a i've had a, i think three major ones one when i was really little we had a leak of carbon monoxide in my oh, house shit. and um so everybody in our house was getting like mad sick and i was very little at the time probably like four or five so like i would i just came home from kindergarten and you know my mom was like it's easier for me to watch you or whatever but she would go and like to the mailbox or go outside or go to the store or go do something and then i would be still home and i mean I was inhaling it so much that I was just around it and staying home sick was just making me even sicker because the whole house was covered in it. Yeah. Eventually I ended up like getting rushed out of the house. Firefighters coming in and pick me up. Next thing I know I'm in an ambulance. And this is why I hate beauty and the beast because we went to the hospital. They shoved tubes up your nose to help you breathe. Ooh, okay. And after getting blood poked into me, all these other types of things, the only thing they had to play for me since I was so little was Beauty and the Beast over and over and over again. You couldn't change it. And I couldn't speak to tell them to change it. And I remember, and this, every time I eat a peanut butter sandwich, this is what reminds me of, they gave me food. And what it was, was it was a peanut butter sandwich with the crust cut off. You know how hard it is to eat a peanut butter sandwich with tubes up your nose to help you breathe? No, I can imagine it's, it's pretty- fucking scarring. That's what it is. Oh shit! <laughs> and then um, I think my biggest one probably is uh, I was hit by a jet ski. Wait, wait, wait! What you got hit by a jet ski? You hear me? Yeah, I heard you. You got hit I by see- a jet ski. Is okay. that what you just said? Yeah. So this happened the summer of my senior year, and it actually is kind of what I'm dealing with now. So I just found out <laughs> in probably a month ago, I have a serious spinal injury from Shit. the aspect I've been working out every day for the past eight years. And I have not missed a day. Uh, and eventually it just with the spinal injury from the jet ski or just the accident with the jet ski, I uh, eventually have heard it to a point where it's causing like some physical things wrong, like things aren't working. But um, to the jet ski part, I don't I don't like talking about the spine thing, because it just brings people down. But yeah, with with the jet ski thing, I was hit head on Uh, jet ski hit me going 50 miles an hour because I used to guide jet skis as a job during the summers and a guy wasn't paying attention. So my jet ski was flat when it doesn't move. It's flat on the water. Mm. A person had been when they're when you're riding on one, the front goes up. So he went up me like a ramp and the front of his jet ski hit me in the chest because I stand up because I'm a guide. And I cartwheeled, cracked my head on fiberglass. And then before I even like adrenaline, everything, before I even had time to like think or feel anything, I had ripped myself up out of the water onto my jet ski and laid myself on my stomach on the jet ski seat. Then floated to an island where help came eventually like 20 minutes later. Uh, 
and uh, not like island like castaway like okay we live in an ocean city so there's the ocean on one side and the bay on the other so when i mean float to an island you literally float to just the land part when you're (laughs) in the middle of it so um you know that wasn't even the traumatic part of it the worst part was going to the hospital because that day was the same day six people world it was a record for our town had become paralyzed off the beach from the ocean so a woman puts me in a wheelchair now i've joked for many times how fun it would be to be in a wheelchair (laughs) when you're actually in the situation where you need one it is a little bit different but i was still trying to stroll down the hallways and stuff so the woman grabbed me put me in front of the bathroom and she locks my wheel but the way she locks it is all the way down so i can't my back hurts too much to reach down to grab it what a bitch and um so i'm locked in i'm like okay i'm sitting there and she goes now you are going to sit here at the bathroom and you have to pee. If you don't pee in the next hour, we're going to have to pull it out of you. We need to check if you're bleeding internally. And I said, okay, I'm pretty sure I can pee on my own. Just give me a lot of liquid and I'll drink it. So I was drinking constant waters and waters and waters. But the scariest thing was there, the one of the people that became paralyzed was right to the room to like my back left. So like right behind me. Yeah. So I was, I could hear it all in my left ear, everything that went on in that room. And it was a girl my age at the time, probably in her 20s. Um, she had just recently become paralyzed and she was waking up. So I just heard this mother grab her hand and I'm like turning over and like looking over and, um, she just goes, honey, it's me and your father. We're here. And then she goes, where are you? I'm holding your hand. I can't feel it. And then that's when they all started realizing that she was paralyzed and it was like this whole tearing. And I swear to God, dude, I started crying. My dad goes, Hey buddy, what's up? Like, you know, walking into the hospital, he just got a call. His son got hit by a jet ski and he goes, Hey, what's up, man? I'm like, yeah, can you get me out of here, man? He goes, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not. And then we ended up uh, driving home. My dad's like, he doesn't need Valium. He doesn't need any of that for his back injury. I ended up having multiple torn muscles near my spine. Um, I got lucky that I wasn't killed. And on the way home, we stopped at a CVS to go get a prescription for a leave. That's all he wanted to get me was a leave. He's like, that's going to work. That'll work. Take like five of them. You'll be good. He Next goes string. in. Yeah, he goes in and comes back out. And he goes, I'm pretty sure the guy that hit you on the jet ski is inside that CVS. And then we sat there and waited. And the dude that legit hit me walked out of the CVS. It turns out he manages that CVS. Wait, what up, the fuck? Yeah. Isn't that ironic? That's some crazy stuff. So um, eventually later, uh, like a few weeks later, after I was actually able to walk down my steps and everything, I I went back to work like four days later. I just couldn't really do a whole lot. I was just laying on my jet ski trying to steer people in the right direction. But um, I went back when I could actually physically move and like run around and actually start feeling better on my own and uh, went there and the guy didn't work there anymore. They fired him. I guess apparently he was trying to ask for a raise and all this stuff to help pay for like the jet ski and all this other type of stuff that he had ruined. Um, Cause it was like $2,000 or something worth in damages. He just didn't have. And uh, yeah, I just, I just, that, that's my experience. Holy shit, bro. That's why I like conversating with people. Cause you end up finding something like yes, that. Exactly. Me. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, that's a fucking episode right there. I bet you everyone was like, what the fuck? How did that happen? What? I, I can imagine everyone listening right now when they when they get a chance to listen to this episode, they're like, "What the fuck?" 
And Ooh. I have PTSD from jet skis now, just to let you know. I guided a couple of years after that, too. I mm. ended up doing a thing called the Jetivator, which is like a bike that comes out of the water. You've probably seen it on, like, TV. It's like a – they have a hoverboard version of it. I did that as well. Um, it's a pipe that hooks to the back of my jet ski, yeah. and it comes like a giant <clears throat> firefighter hose that comes all the way out to oh, the yeah, front yeah. of my jet ski. Well, it's a hoverboard. It's literally that. It uses the propulsion of the jet ski to make you fly in the air. So I would fly people around, get, like, uh, beers. It's where I first learned the term goat i didn't know what that meant uh i had a bunch of college girls on a on a boat like they would run it out of bachelor a bachelorette party you would say mm. and um you know i'm like you know opening up this, the life jacket trying to show the abs off and everything <laughs> and, you know, then my boss goes hey why don't you get on the jet or not on the jets get on the hoverboard and show them how to do this because it's way easier to see somebody do it and then just trying to learn it on your own mm-hmm. so uh you know i went on it and i knew my captain and we always like to hurt each other when we're on the thing so we would give each other like full throttle on the jet ski to try and make the person fly up in the air and scream well i lift when you lift your leg your you have your left leg forward depending on if which way you ride a skateboard like or snowboard um when you lift a little bit of weight off the front you're supposed to keep all your weight on the front the the thing goes up in the air the problem is if you lift too much weight the, the propulsion goes back and you start going up and backwards you oh. can't press it back down so i went up i mean a good 75 feet in the air oh, and our shit. bay is only four feet deep so when you hit you're hitting the bottom basically so i went all the way up and then i couldn't get it push it back down i let go slipped out of the binding started falling down towards the water the hoverboard flew out came back around, hit me in the stomach, and shoved me, torpedoed me straight into the freaking bay. How the fuck are you still alive, bro? I I hit so fucking hard that I got up and I was like, I think I shit my pants. And like like I, I was like, I was like afraid I shit my pants because it hurt so bad. Oh and um I ended up getting just a lot of sand in there. That was what it was. But like I was trying like everyone's like, oh my God, are you okay? Like all the bachelorettes and my captain's just laughing his ass off. I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Literally, I'm on the jet ski severely hurt. And I'm just like, I'm not gonna show these girls that I'm hurt. I'm a man, I'm Superman, I'm your Superman. Jesus, man. Do you want, <laughs> do you want me to give you one more jet ski one? Get one more for the for the fans that are listening. This is the jet ski episode now. This is this is out the blank podcast, the jet ski episode with the two youths. That's what it is now. I have multiple stories of this, but I have one time this has ever happened, and it's like a one in a million thing, and I never want to experience again. Okay. I killed a seagull on my jet ski. Hmm. So you've been hurt twice with well, one time you almost became paralyzed. One time you basically went torpedoed by jetski and the third one you killed a seagull with one okay i have multiple stories of getting hurt on a jet ski but the first time i've ever killed a animal on a jet ski before so what happened was in the mornings one of my favorite things about working at a jet ski place is sometimes like if you have a cool owner like i did be like you know the water be flat as glass man i mean you want to talk about picture perfect moments seeing the sunrise on a jet ski ride and like flat water reaching out and feeling the mist on your hands of the like the jet ski spraying off to the sides and then also seeing the sunset from the oranges in the morning to the reds at night it's beautiful moments i think of to this day and when i went out on a morning so the jet ski to use the power of that hoverboard that I was telling you about yeah. needs a lot of force. So it's called an Ultra 300, but mine was supercharged. So this thing could hit 80 on the water flat. 
I mean, straight up, that's what I would do. I would literally ride from Ocean City to Ocean Pines, which is surrounded like this giant bay, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I've walked that whole bay too over a dare. It took me all day, but I did it. Uh, but when I was on this jet ski, I went all the way to the uh, Ocean Pines and I get a call saying I need to come back, you know, uh, in like the next 30 minutes or so. We have a ride that's about to go out. So I go, okay, I'll be there soon. So four shorts, you know, short sleeve shirt, life jacket on, barely yeah. like one, one buckle clip. I'm riding going 80, 85. I'm flying in. Now there's a thing called a no wake zone, which means you have to no gas and your jet ski has to idle through because it's near like a channel where people's houses are, their boats. A lot of people get upset if their water shakes their boat or something. You see paddle boarders out there. You don't want to be a jerk. Yeah. Um, so I let go of the throttle and I see the seagull laying in the water right in front of the channel. Oh. And I'm like, he's going to fly up. He's going to get out of the way last minute. He's not just going to sit there. I mean, last second flies up, comes up, his head hits me in the shoulder. It looked like I got shot with a shotgun, dude. My whole shoulder went flip and just like, I mean, like I, I felt like I, like someone shoulder checks you and your arm goes yeah. back. I did that, but I still had my one hand on the uh, handlebar, so I still stayed on. But I was like, ow, holy shit. And I just see this one kid, um, his name is Dylan, just staring at me from the dock going, did that just happen? I turn around, the seagull's neck is twisted, freaking dead in the water. I killed a seagull with my chest. And that, it literally puts in the term, say it with your chest. I mean, you got hit twice with a fucking jet ski with the story you told me. Of course, that was going to happen with the... I might have a titanium chest. You might have a titanium chest, sir. Holy he, he goes, dude, you know the possibilities of you killing that seagull? I was like, that seagull was either dumb or lazy as shit. Because he got up last freaking minute. Like, he just <clears> thought <throat> I was going to move out of the way. I was like, no, no, no. I'm going 85 miles an hour. I'm the object in motion. And I'm staying in motion unless hit by an outside force. And I hit you, and you were not strong enough, my friend. Holy shit. I still pray for him, though. <laughs> still pray for him. <laughs> oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, that... I gave you three good stories. To me, this is a good episode. You gave me three good stories. I consider them okay. I mean, for the standard of the Ramble Alcoholics podcast, they're fucking epic stories, my friend. They'll be talked about for years to come. This might, and I was going to say it, I was going to wait until the end, but at the end of the year, I'm thinking, depending how many guests I got, I'm going to do guests of the year. This might have won you guests of the year for two youths. Those three stories might have locked you in. Mm, so I have to save my Dr. Porno story for another one. Oh, oh, we got to have you back for Dr. Porno then. We got, I forgot about Dr. Porno then, yeah. I'm actually putting – I put it as a joke. I'm making – my buddy wanted me uh, – actually, I had a famous comedian on Steven Simone. Mm. He actually got me to start making a comedy album. So that's oh, – I shit. turned that thing, that story. It's a lot darker than I tell people, but I turned yeah. it into a joke. And it's actually going on there. I'm still in the process of making it, but I'm like, oh. I get bored with it. Oh, when you're done, you got to let me hear it, and you got to come on the show to promote it. All right, dude, you if you got want me to. to. I want you to. Come on, bro. I can tell you the story of how long it. I found out the age of 20 that uh, Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson were not the same person. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, now you're going to have to tell me that. I was really yeah you're gonna you want to hold it for another time are you remember it i feel like we should leave him on a cliffhanger right <laughs> you know what you're the expert you got the 480 episodes under your belt i think that's a good cliffhanger yes you're right expert or major whore i don't know you, whatever you want to call me <laughs> <laughs> well you're saying it here uh 
we're getting close to the tail end of this episode. So, Rob, every time we do it, we ask a series of seven questions. We call it Inside the Guests. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Question number one, what is your favorite curse word to use? Oh, that's a tough one. I like to use that word a lot, but I like to also say shit. So shit would be that close to the, your favorite word to use. Yes. All right. Your least favorite curse word to use. Bitch. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. Bitch because you think it's insulting to women or it's just it's too harsh? It's too much of a bitch word. Too much of a bitch word, huh? I want something like the C word where you say it and it packs the whole room. The whole air gets sucked out of it. See, you're me. See, I like using that word, but I only use it for specific people. And for specific reasons. This is why I wish I was Australian, where I could just say it left and right because <sighs> it has no meaning over there. No, no, it's, it's, like, it's like saying fuck over there. Yeah. Uh, but we talked about it on your show, and maybe you might come up with another one. Your favorite beer or liquor to drink during this whole quarantine? <sighs> okay. Mm, all right. Beer is not your father's, obviously. The root beer, I felt that was pretty good. But I'm not going to lie... That screwball whiskey is how you get kids addicted to eating or drinking alcohol or doing something with alcohol because that I mix that into a root beer float and you want to talk about getting fucked up with funness. That is what is awesome. And I remember you told me about it when I was on your show and I still haven't done it. I'm going to try it out. It's not like I don't got time. It tastes literally like a candy bar. And I mean, I'm look, the reason why I don't drink alcohol is because I had a I, there's a family history with alcoholism, yeah. so I stay away from that. But honestly, I would I see why people drink because that thing is fucking good. Like I mean, I drank that. I was like, this is like I could I I I could kill this whole thing. I've killed a whole bottle of Fireball before, but if you're gonna invite me to a party and you really want me to drink and I'm really down to, it's gotta be Jaeger. I killed two bottles on my birthday, which is like New Year's Eve. Oh so shit! My brother didn't believe me when I said that wouldn't get me messed up. I drank two bottles, killed it, was perfectly fine. Damn. The That's... hard stuff doesn't hit me, but beer hits me for some reason. Well, everything hits me. I'm kind of a lightweight, I guess. It hits me like a jet ski. And you survived. From the looks of it, plenty of experience, plenty of times too. Which we'll leave as a cliffhanger from the... Question number four. Your least alcoholic drink you want to have like that's your not uh, no don't i don't fuck with that don't touch it don't even bring it up are we talking about like categories of like beer wine all these other anything any, every, any full range anything gin again why is everyone knocking gin i love gin i i don't know i feel like that's good if i want to get messed up <clears throat> but at the same time i also prefer to have like a taste like you want to talk about like remember the mudslide thing we were yes. talking about like the deliciousness of just something that you want to sit and enjoy i mean i will drink an apple teeny and i will make it look manly if i have to only on the factor of i want it to taste good to many people drink stuff just to get trashed i'm like but what's the fun in that i would like to actually enjoy it not just kill my insides true that well, gin i like gin especially right now during this whole summer right here in california southern california i like having me a nice you know gin gin and tonic have it outside by the pool for the keto that's why yes. which i relapsed but i'm going back to i'm getting back to it i heard and you know what just to everybody know out there with the whore thing with the 480 episodes <laughs> i remember every conversation okay no every really? single one I've had I've been very fortunate to have somebody on uh, I think episode one fourteen Zach Briers. Then I had his mother on just like 
episode 456 and she was telling me about her son and her work with PTSD. And I was like, yeah, he got it from the plane ride home. And I recounted the story to her and she goes, how do you remember that? I go, I just remember every conversation for some reason. I can fill my head with that. It's better than like filling it up with like bird watching or something. That would be ridiculous. Damn. So you remember every conversation that is, I don't, I can probably say out of all the conversations I've had on, on this episode of two youths with everyone, I probably remember maybe two or three of those com- episodes. Yeah. I just, um, the one Isaiah Russian, I put up <coughs> 480. He, um, you hear, he was on back when I was like 137 or something. So if you listen, it's a two hour recording. The first hour is the new recording, but then I still have his old recording. I never posted. So I put it at the tail end. So you get to hear my perspective change. Dude, listening to that was like listening to a ghost. I was like, wow, man. Shit. It was like, you get to hear like, I was like, the world is an amazing place. And now I'm just like, yeah, there it's filled with some things that you don't want to be involved. In. <laughs> <laughs> I had this move out. So question number five, what is one profession you would love to have, to do if you had the opportunity? Honestly, social work for sure. Social um, work? I thought about radio. I could easily get into it still, but I just, it's really hard. And it's the main thing. Like I would have got a radio spot on my dad's network or dad's station to be able to do this podcast there. But it's a problem of when you're controlled by somebody, it's not your own. It's mm-hmm. not you. They're going to give you a script. I had to work off certain questions. I couldn't say certain curse words. It was like, I want it to be me. Um, social work mostly because like, you know, that's a big issue going on. A lot of kids need guidance. A lot of people, um, are going through some hard times too. just being able to kind of help out. I know that seems like, oh, that's not genuine. That's bullshit. That's not, no, but I, I'm legit serious. Like I had a rough time, you know, both my parents worked two jobs, so it was hard to find somebody to bounce myself off of. And I never did really, I had a few people that really cared and helped along the way, but it needs to be, you know, more of a thing as you know, that isolation is starting younger and younger with social media. And I'm like, sometimes, you know, lending out a hand to somebody, you could save somebody from jumping off their roof. Yeah. And I could see you doing that too. I, you know, actually, that's not about, see, I think that again, you did it first. You gave us three epic stories and you actually gave us a, a good answer to that. I mean, not saying everyone else didn't, hasn't, but I could see you actually doing that. I'm ready to give you a dumb ending though. Oh, shit. All right. Hold on. Uh, question, question number six. One profession you would not want to do. Uh, see, if you would have asked me when my doctor tried to get me into porn, I would have said porn. But honestly, I've been thinking about it. It's good money right now. Try uh, to do your OnlyFans. You can be a millionaire. There's some chick in London that's a millionaire off of that. I think maybe a really bad job. I would hate to... I always said it was the IT thing because I wonder how many of those guys just go to the top of the building and look off and wonder what happens if they jumped just because all the people that are cussing and screaming at them 24-7. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like probably the worst job in the world would be for me something to do with the restaurant industry. I just – I can't be around food, you know, I'd be eating it all the time or it just seems like it's very, very hot in the kitchen. And then like being like rushed and like kind of pushed, like I don't like anybody giving me multiple things and getting like on top of me and overwhelming me. I just like to make sure all my work is done early so I can get out early and do all these things. But, you know, you get too much stuff like, you know, a dinner rush or something that just scares the hell out of me. You know, I picture you when you said you want to work in the restaurant industry. I picture you as Ryan Reynolds in the movie Waiting right like just let's mess with this person's food yeah i love that movie so much <laughs> me too <laughs> I actually do when he said it i'm like i can see him working at shenanigans 
Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> Dane <laughs> Cook, please come back. Bring back the MySpace. Bring back everything. You know what? I, I didn't like Dane Cook. I thought he was annoying. It was only after he left that I realized how much I actually did like some of the stuff he did. I like his movies, not his stand-up career. Yeah. I like uh, my, my favorite movie, me and my brother's is my best friend's girl. Yeah. yeah. That, I, like, I, I love that. I like that one. And then I think it's uh, Good Luck Chuck is the one. Good Luck Chuck's not a bad movie, too. I forgot. Yeah, that is a good movie. Uh, yeah, you know what? Come back, Dan Cook. Make those movies again. Netflix. Yeah. If Netflix is giving money to Adam Sandler to make movies, why can't he give move, give to Dan Cook? Uh, yeah, but you see, okay, you can't, you can't skip out on Jessica <clears throat> Alba. She probably doesn't look the same as she used to, but she was hot, dude. That was yeah, one she of was. my crushes for sure. That was a boner gem, especially with the the penguin uh, underwear. Yeah. How do you feel about Halle Berry? I had a huge crush on her uh, since um, high school. Ha- oh, that was my number one crush, Halle Berry. Um, I forgot what, the, what I read about her, and I, and I saw an interview, and I'm like, ew, like, I would not. So my, my crush, and I started, like, in 2008 when I, I fell off of liking her. Mm-hmm. It was after Catwoman. Fucking killed it for me. And then the, my new crush, and that's always been my crush. I even told my wife, like, if I feel me and her would hit her off, hit it off, and if she would tell me, "Hey, you know, you can, you know, I can be your sugar mom, and I'll take care of you. You can do this podcast thing." Julianne Moore. Wow. So if I was going to ask you right now if you could have one woman in the world, it'd be her. Oh hell yeah, man. See, That's I would have said, said Halle Berry probably back like in school days, like much like yourself. But I think now, dude, I've always had a sweet spot for Leah Remini. I don't know what it is. I don't know why i i I just her the way she she i love a girl with authority i don't know what it is i want a girl that could be like i'll throw you through that fucking table i liked her i liked her when she was in saved by the bell when she was young i like king of queens man king queens she's pretty good she's kind of has that milf quality to me yeah yeah you're right you know what take care of me grandma take care of me I, i think she would have a list of fucking chores for me to do when she's out doing her shit Oh, obviously. Oh, fuck. I can't handle that. See, I think Julia Merrill would be like, do what you want, sweetie. Don't worry about it. I got the money. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm if you good. don't do one of the chores, she throws you through that wall. That's the best part. She probably makes me read a Scientology book while I'm at it. She hates Scientology. I know she does. She actually oh, does. I love that she, part, too. I love I, feeling like I'm in danger. You probably are going with her shit. Oh, my gosh. It gets t- almost it- over. I'm ready to wrap it up, and because I got some uh, things to take care of. All righty, Leon Rubner. All righty then. Last question. Uh, after this COVID is over, after all the protests, after this whole upside down version of 2020 is over, what's the first thing you're gonna do? I'm going to Disneyland. Shit, it's like winning the Super Bowl. You're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer. That's the best yeah, answer. That is man. about to go to Disneyland. I go to Disneyland, dude. I, 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 as much as I've talked trash on Disneyland, I'm trying to get somebody who's involved in that industry to come on my podcast. But somebody oh, tossed somebody tossed out a good point um, about uh, they do a Disney podcast. Said the best parts the churros, and I'm like, that's true. You don't really get a good churro, at least anywhere where I'm from. You had to go to some amusement park to get that. And I'm like, I'll give Disney World that, but I don't know if I told you this, but. I think Disney world has got some serious things going on with it. Mm. 
Um, they don't per nobody dies at Disney World. That's an issue. You know what I mean by that? No, no. Elaborate. Elaborate to the fans and me. If you get your head cut off in a ride on Disney World property, they don't pronounce you dead until you're outside the park. Hence, nobody dies in Disney World. Oh shit. That is an issue. Well, you don't want a reputation of people dying in your park. Yeah, but you can't just, oh, let me tape his head back on and bring him outside and then pronounce him dead. Like, my dad's head fell off on the Superman. Well, guess what? He's dying outside the park. We're going to yeah. wait till he's out. That's you want a pristine one. record. That's bullshit. <laughs> you want a pristine record, sir. That's that and then, I look, I'm calling this now because I called the toilet paper thing and it, it, it just, it. Backfired on? Yeah. So I was really <laughs> upset about that. So I'm calling okay. this now. I right, call it. All right, hold on. I got to tweet at this too. I, I was so upset I tweeted it. That's what I did. Damn. All right, let's check it out. Let's check it out. Hold on, so, hold on. Hold on. Um, no rush, no rush. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm not a conspiracy person, but I'm calling this now. The reason why everything is becoming card now is because of the mask. It's hard to identify you, so now they have your information on a card. And that is true because my wife just went to a Circle K uh, and they said you, you had you either had to pay with a card or you have to pay with an exact change because supposedly they don't have loose change anymore. Yep. So it's because of the self-checkout. A lot of people with the mask wearing, they can scan something and then walk off and they have no way of getting to you. The reason why you don't have to do it when you're at a person is because of the fact of this. You know, when somebody comes across a murder and sees, is trying to identify a killer or something, there's a sketch artist listening to the person explain the facial yeah. features. You can still be able to tell a person's facial features through a mask. Like you'll be able to do the upper eye parts and the details there where they can still draw a sketch and figure out the rest. But a machine, a camera can't really do that that well. So that's why they're doing it that way. Also, I'm calling Mr. Rogers. I called Bill Cosby. I called Chris D'Elia. I called Kevin Spacey, all those weird things. I'm telling you, Mr. Rogers got some bodies in the basement. I put that in a podcast, and it's out there. So when everyone finds out that that guy, that Mr. Neighbor, nobody's that nice to their fucking neighbors. I don't care who you are. True, just true. This is my conspiracy side, but I'm telling you, I got a weird feeling, and I'm, I'm going with my gut this time. I want to rewind this real quick. You called Chris D'Elia. You felt that Chris D'Elia was – Trying to sling some dick at underage girls. He did. Well, didn't he come up? Didn't he exonerate himself by showing those emails where he asked them for their age? No, he still messed with younger age girls, too. He did? Yeah, Bobby Lee came out and talked about it. No, you had to send me the link, and I haven't seen that then. No. I, the last thing I saw, because I, I like Chris D'Elia, and the last thing I saw was his lawyers coming out. Well, here's the emails. Here's the, the thread. He asked them, and I'm like, oh, this kind of exonerates this guy. And like with OJ, the glove didn't fit, so you must have quit, right? Exactly. That's kind of what I felt a little bit, yeah. And, now, and I'm out here watching Chris D'Elia's fucking, you know, Netflix stuff. Man, it all leads back to the Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson thing. Are you still going to leave me in that cliffhanger? Or you want to end that with that story? I kind of want to leave it, but I also, I don't know. I have to wait, I guess. Uh, fans are going to, you get fans, you're going to have to wait, you know. Hey, if you want him on, request it. Get, you know what, Rambo Army? Go to his DM and say, hey, go back to the Rambling Alcoholics and go tell us that story. And if and bombard him. Bombard him. There you go. I'm, I'm sticking the Rambo Army on you so they can bombard you to come back. Perfect. 
There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is an episode of Two Utes. I want to thank Robbie for taking the time to sit here with me via Zoom. Talk. Basically, we just randomly just talked, and I love that. I love doing that. I didn't have the energy. We both came out of doing something. Uh, we both were tired in the opening. You said you had a couple pots of coffee. I had coffee. I had a monster. I'm hyped. Um, Rob, where can they find your app? Where can they find your show? Plug yourself up, man. I'm not really good at the uh, the plugs or the all that promotion stuff. All I can say is just out of the blank. Google it. Um, I really want to appreciate and uh, support, obviously, the Rambling Alcoholics podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure, Jamie, and I'm very happy I got to have you on my podcast and you took that random DM that could have went anywhere <laughs> and you gave me the shot, uh, coming on my podcast and talking to me. Cause you know, it's amazing to, you know, watch you guys, first of all, ramble and talk and also see like how we're kind of connecting everybody together a little yeah. bit and creating this thing. No, I, again, yeah, you're right. That conversation, that DM could have gone anywhere, could have gone South and it didn't. And, and it, now it's blossomed into a beautiful relationship, heterosexual relationship. You're, my, I guess, I'm one of the life partners. That's right. You're my life partner now. You are. Via Where's Zoom. my ring? Where's my ring? Look, if I didn't give the other guys a ring, you ain't getting a ring either, bro. <laughs> but maybe when I, maybe when, well, I was, I was, I did the podcast with uh, Whiskey and Whiskers last night, and they talked me into probably moving into Austin, Texas. I might open a ranch and build my cult there, and you know, maybe I can give you guys a ring there too. As long as we stay away from Little Caesars and Papa John's, because I have a problem with that guy. One, his hair is always wet. Why? He likes to have wet hair. It's a good style, I guess. I don't know. Caesar said it's pizza grease. Hmm. It's awkward quietness. <laughs> it's a good theory. I just that guy I just don't trust him. I don't know what it is. He's got Up like the, this the papa? You don't trust the papa? No, he just I look at him and he's just got this face like I'm from Boston. I wear a tank top and I beat some people. I'm like, okay, thank you. It's like the HD Alahapa, that thing. I immediately picture yes. that when he starts talking. True. That's true. Well, I don't like Papa John's. Fuck him. So I don't buy from him. Domino's, man. Domino's. You know what? Domino's not that bad. It's the huh? oregano on the crust, dude. Yeah. I haven't tried the oregano on the crust. I usually get. That's their style. When you eat their pizza, that's what they have on the crust that makes it so good. It's the oregano. Is it? Yeah. You don't have to extra order that. They just throw that in. It's I a think, gift. It, I mean, it's been a while, but all right, all right. I'll take your word. I don't know. I just eat pizza. Well, you know, I buy from mom and pop shops. I buy from a place called Hacienda Pizza Co. So I buy from them. Good pizza, but I know tonight we. I have to pick out the food tonight. I'm probably gonna order from Domino's, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna Snapchat. I'm gonna send you the picture on the DM that we bought it tonight. Do you like your crust thick or thin? Thick. I'm a and thick boy. But you also don't leave it in the box, right? You're not that type of person that's like, I don't eat the crust. No, fuck no. I, I love the crust. I'll eat, I'll, I eat my wife's crust. You're a good person, okay? Yeah, so I, have, I have two questions I usually ask people to understand if they're going to lie to me or not. And I one is that question. One is the crust thing. Do you leave it in the box? Do you eat the slice? If someone says no, if someone says no that they leave it in the box, I'm like, then you're just not being truthful with yourself or you're being <laughs> really weird. The second one is if you've ever crapped your pants. And if people say no, I'm like, you're lying. Everybody has. I've done it probably twice a year. You know what? I'm going to admit it to you. I've always denied it. I've always denied it to people. I did one time in Vegas. Drank too much. Can't control my movements. Wish I could say alcohol was involved. Mine was more like Taco Bell and a very, very badly timed traffic incident. Holy shit. There's, there's a point where 
you just really heels to the floor where you're just like standing up in your car like oh. it's happening it's coming i'm so, you just start yeah, she blows i just <laughs> look for someone to make eye contact and just go here it goes we're in this together the guy's like i'm watching this happen right now oh my god i've never had that happen like i said i was just drunk in vegas when that happened <laughs> i'm good with that you learn more about people every single day. Seriously. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to give a round of applause for Robin Out the Blank Podcast for joining us. Uh, below the description of this episode, I will have all the social media outlets he can find his podcast on. Like I said, if you don't know it, Google it. Uh, we'll be back. Well, we'll be back tonight doing our episode of the Ram Alcoholics, episode 132. Uh, other than that, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading. Don't forget to like, comment, and share. And don't forget to be safe. Stay home quarantine and wash your ass. Other than that, I don't know what else to say to you guys. Good night.